when's the last time that you puked so hard that you threw your shoulder out? Oh, <laughs> you mean last week? Like, what a 30-year-old thing to do. Welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex, and I'm back, just like Slim Shady. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. Boys, did you miss me? Yeah. You stand up. (laughs) Not with that, not intro. That was... Okay. Woo! (laughs) Off to a fantastic start. Before we move on, quick shout out to Ian, producer for our fine podcast. Shout out to Jen, helping us run our social media accounts. A lot has happened since last week, but the main thing, at least for me, was the Masters was on this past weekend. One of my favorite times of year signals the start of the golf season for us in the Midwest. Weather is finally starting to warm up a little bit. First tee time of the year is booked. (laughs) Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler, 2022 Masters champion. Did either of you watch any of the coverage? No. Okay. Well, about them Red Stars. (laughs) (laughs) He had a, it was a three or four stroke lead uh, at the start of the day yesterday. And it went all the way down to a one stroke lead at one point. And then, Cam Smith, who was on his tail and was putting pressure on him, kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up with a three-stroke victory over the rest of the field. But he started out really shaky. He was putting his drives in the woods, which always just makes it interesting. If they come out there and they've got nerves of steel, you're like, yeah, he's got it. But when they're a little shaky, you're like, ooh, could we be watching a collapse, which isn't fun for them, but it just makes an interesting watch. Regardless, Scotty. Seems like a really cool, fun, young guy, only 25 years old. I think he's going to be around for a while. Gets himself a jacket. That is awesome. Yep. All right. Enough about that. Let's get into the soccer. Red Stars. Not playing right now because of an international break. However, we got news. New player. Yeah, we have a new signing. Chelsea Dauber is an Australian youngster, an attacker. One of the things that is just in her Wikipedia was she stopped playing soccer for two years after an indoor uh, head injury, which who among us hasn't? Oof. <laughs> well, I don't. That's, yeah, maybe no, not you. that's not. <laughs> if I made well, you mistake, say indoor head injury too. Like, it's like she's just walking. I was <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I part of the reason I put this in here is because if I can't, if I may make a quick aside one of the worst concussions that I know that I had, but in no way was I ever diagnosed or anything like that was in an indoor game. I Hmm. was pushed or had fallen. I don't remember why I had fallen, slammed my head into the ground. Next thing I remember was looking up, recognizing I was in the middle of a soccer game, looked at my Jersey color, 
noticed what team, <laughs> what direction that team was running. And I was like, oh, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I like wow. remember that nice. thought process of just putting my life back together. <laughs> it, was it was pure this, survival. Like, was this like a normal like indoor match with like a full pitch and like out of bounds? Or was this like where you're kind no, of this was, bubbled in and you're bouncing it off the wall? And this was like, wall yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was yeah. like... That gets Near intense. Half, yeah, yeah, next to the wall. Yeah. And my head didn't hit the wall, but it hit the ground, which is also mm. concrete. And yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That Quick would aside. explain a lot. So Chelsea, I feel, feel you, but happy to have you on the Red Stars. That's awesome. Glad to have another attacker with a lot of talent. And the Red Stars next game isn't until this coming weekend, April 16th. Again, due to the international break that they're currently on, but they're playing Racing Louisville Saturday, April 16th at 6.30 p.m. Brady, from a glance, what are we looking at here? Well, I, I'm i just kind of annoyed. We need to score against them <laughs> because they're not that good, and once we score, I think they'll go away. But we drew at home, nothing, nothing, and really, we should beat this team. So need to score, and then I think we'll be fine. I did want to bring up Saturday, April 30th, is the regular season home opener for the Red Stars. We play against the Washington Spirit, who beat us in the final. So if we win this game, the final doesn't count in our personal record books. <laughs> That's how it works. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, we just neutralize that. That's they it. don't get the they don't get the championship. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. That's how that okay. works. Okay. Yeah. It's a great thought process. I'll adopt that as well. Yep. Glad you like it. Yes. Whatever you gotta do. Right. As previously mentioned, the NWSL teams are on an international break right now, so are not currently playing. The U.S. women's national team had a friendly match this past weekend versus Uzbekistan. They slaughtered them nine to one victory. It's a friendly match, but there was blood on the field. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This isn't a team that's on our level we all kind of understood that going into this game and so it's also a new it's an opportunity for new players to get into the system including Sophia Smith who had the youngest hat trick since 2000 she's 21 uh, and she is the fifth youngest lady to ever do so uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team to get a hat trick that's pretty exciting she's electric uh But then Uzbekistan's goal is absolutely significant. It ended a 27 hours and 10 minute run where the U.S. did not concede a goal at home against anyone. Wow. So that goal is significant. However, not really an opponent on par with the U.S. women's national team. Mm -hmm. So we do have another match against them. Uh, It's tomorrow. It's one of those weird in limbo situations where we don't know the result by the time that the uh, pod will be released. But sure. it's just another opportunity for the women to go out there, uh, get some touches on their feet in a U.S. women's national team jersey and get under Vladko Andonovsky's radar to see who gets selected for the next upcoming big matches. Absolutely. And best of luck to the U.S. women's national team. We'll be covering the results of that second Uzbekistan match on next week's episode. Moving over to the fire. Of Chicago. They suffered their first defeat of the year. <sighs> yes. Collective size from the boys. This past weekend versus Orlando City, zero to one loss. 
we'll start with the crazy lineup because we had Bornstein playing winger. Just going to leave great, that there. Great choice, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Espinoza made his first start of the season at left back. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. What wing did he end up playing on again? Was it right? Yeah, it so I guess that's line. why you couldn't play like John uh, Duran there. But like, I just, I don't know. That just blows my mind that even though he's not, he's not accustomed to playing on the right wing, why not just throw him out there anyways and see if he could cut in like a different way or like get a, you know, he did play yeah. on the left, but then he did. I don't he know did end why up playing on the left, but it tells me that Duran <laughs> might not be ready. It tells me that. Yeah. yeah. And that's a little unsettling, but also we have a pretty young roster and hence the reason why we need a high row Torres. Like the, right. we need right. that other impact winger because we are light there and when our big stars, our new signings for this season aren't available, that's we look pretty. Yeah. We lack depth at this point. Right. Hmm. It was uh, Gutierrez's first start of the season as well. Uh, and he had really big shoes to fill. Uh, he he mm-hmm. slotted in Shakiri's place. So it was pretty overwhelming and intense game for him. Uh, Shakiri was out with continued calf tightness, which we had mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Fabian Herbers has a tweak with his hip. And then for the life of me, I could not figure out what's going on with Miguel Navarro, but he was out due to injury as well. Okay. Uh, Chichos was out due to the health and safety, health and safety protocols for a second time, sadly. So that was a really tough card to be dealt. Um, having those four out. And then the fact that the scoreline was only zero to one. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about how this turned out. Um, on top of all of that, you know, going back to Gutierrez having his first, uh, start of the season, he ended up yeah. picking up two yells and getting a red mm-hmm. card before red card before the half. Yeah. <laughs> Looked a little bit like a rookie. Did he actually deserve a red here? I'm just going to ask it, but. So the first yellow was really stupid. Like he can't stop mm-hmm. progress to play that way. And then the Perfect second word. one, like you can get away with it but he was literally right in front of the ref. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, like just really unfortunate spacing here. Um, and, yep. and that sloppy play costed, you know, the fire of the game. Yep. Uh, I agree with that. And it's the second yellow is it's a yellow card. It's one of those yellow plus yellow should equal orange, but in this mm-hmm. case it has to equal red. Um, the first one is the the one I have a problem with. There's a big difference between walking in front of the ball and just standing there. And then what Brian did, which was stick your foot out and stop a free kick. That's going to get you a yellow every time. And it's a little subtle difference that the teenager will have to learn from. Right. Uh, the goal I don't really want to go into it was <laughs> really crappy set piece goal, like unmarked back posts header into yeah. the middle. Nobody was yeah. following up with All the right. defense there. I, just to disagree <laughs> with you a little bit. I thought it was crap, but they it were, a they, really they were down a player too. So, you know, uh, it, somebody had to be open. Unfortunately, it was the guy in the back post, like that <laughs> served it up on a tee for the, one of their best players. Score, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, the defending yeah. wasn't great. The set piece itself was quite good. So I will give them that. And then Gaga knows, and he even said yeah. so in the post game presser, like, yep, Nope, that's something I need to work on. Wow, we have something for a 17-year-old goalkeeper to work on. (laughs) Well, that brings up my next point as well. Gaga 
did have some really bad reads overall. Yeah. And you could chalk that up mm-hmm. to youth. Um, it's just showing that he's continuing to develop. And and um, when you know he's in an adverse situation, there's still things for him to learn. He can still play the mm-hmm. game more intelligently, even if we're down a, a man. So that's just Certainly. good that he acknowledged that in the in the post game interview. Um, and honestly, we were really lucky to come out of here one nil because Orlando was starting to really take advantage of the one man advantage. Yeah, game stayed and playing in Florida, the team got a little twice. bit tired. I think. <laughs> Disappointing loss. I think it's easy to look at it overall and the fire have plenty of excuses made for them of not being at full manpower, but you can't help but come away disappointed with the first loss of the season. Right now, the fire sit at two, three, and one in sixth place in the Eastern Conference standings for the MLS. It's very, very early into the season. I'm going to try to not let this get me too down on the team um, because we've been looking really good when we are at full power. I would advise everyone else, stay positive. Look at the good things that happened here. Eventually, you're going to get handed your first defeat. It was this week. Agreed. All right. Next up, for the fire, we're playing LA Galaxy. Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. Night game. Brady, initial takeaway here. If you can make it, you should go to this game because it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot, sadly, so we'll just leave or that on the side. It's, um, it's not a great time to play the Galaxy. They are on a little bit of a heater, especially Chicharito, on a bit of a heater, and that's not when, when you want to play them. They did lose to Orlando one nothing at home. We lost to them one nothing away, so there's there's some vulnerability there, so maybe we can do some good things with this game. But anytime Chicharito's coming to Chicago, it's a big deal. We've got a, a huge contingent of Mexican fans here. They're going to be totally ecstatic about this game, and I'm happy for them. He's a big deal, and you know he's got this yeah. crazy star power about him. We need Shaq for this one, and I really hope that he is healthy enough because the defense is the Galaxy's weakness. It needs to be exploited because when they play fearless... They're really good and hard to stop and watch the number of runs that Chicharito makes that mean nothing until it finally tricks a defender one time. It's pretty incredible the amount of movement he makes in the box. Like he, All of his sprints are just these little 10-yard, 5-yard things, and 90% of them are fakes. And just so... If you can go to this game, do go. Don't take your eyes off Chicharito. Uh, but I still think the fire can control them but we need to be dangerous because otherwise a fearless galaxy team is a dangerous galaxy team. For sure. Well said. Looking forward to watching that one. I feel like the fire don't get to play a lot of night games. So I enjoy watching them when they are one of the last kickoffs of the night. Again, LA Galaxy this coming Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. Moving ahead to game of the week. Last week, I did not get a vote, but would have agreed that Man City versus Liverpool was the game of the week. One versus the two in the EPL table. Big time matchup. End result was a two to two draw. (sighs) 
it feels deeply <laughs> unsatisfying, even though the game was crazy. You American. It was maybe one of the best <laughs> games of I want I yeah, but I want (laughs) I want it's not that it's a well, it is that it's a draw. I want I want a victor. I want someone to win, but we'll have to wait. Somebody will win over the next seven weeks. Yeah, (laughs) I know, Dave. Very true. (laughs) All right. Lineups. Brad, we're gonna start with you with Man Cities and then pass it over to Dave to tell us about his heartthrob, Liverpool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Man City actually played a 4-2-3-1 in this game instead of their 4-3-3 with a false nine that they've been doing. And that is purely in reaction to Liverpool and what they can do to you. So I'll get into that later. Uh, Ederson in goal. Right back was Kyle Walker. Then John Stones, Amaric Laporte, and Joao Cancelo as the back four. Our defensive mids are Rodri, and Bernardo Silva, which I can't get over that, and we'll we'll go into that a little bit more. And then our three attacking style midfielders are Gabby Jesus, Kevin De Bruyne playing the ten, Phil Foden out wide left, and then Raheem Sterling up top playing a striker, really just a, a release valve over the top because he is so fast. Yeah, and for Liverpool, uh, there's tons of different. Uh, conversations that I was looking at and reading about, about who should start this game. Uh, Diaz was really hot coming into this. He's been creating a lot of opportunities, but you could also go gone the safe way and played Firmino, who's been a leader in the system for quite some time. Uh, and then also could have put Navigate in the midfield, but they ended up benching all three of them, just a testament to Liverpool's depth at this time. Uh, we had Allison in goal. Robertson, Van Dyke, Maddup, and um, Trent Alexander-Arnold on the back line. Uh, Tiago Alcantara, Fabinho, and Henderson in the midfield. And Sadio Mane, Salah, and Jota up top. So Jota got that start. Uh, he has been in fantastic goal-scoring form. I think that was the right call, and he tends to be more physical, and despite being one of the shorter players, has mad hops. So I, I thought at the end of the day, that was the right call in the big game. Got to put the mad hops in when you can. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the game, I, I don't know, typical Dave game, roller coaster of emotion, <laughs> and, and it started right away to uh, very uncomfortable first five minutes almost Boy. puked like in the fifth minute, like halfway through the fifth minute, uh, Raheem Sterling was wide open in the middle of the box. And just the fact that it was unmarked there was terrifying, but Liverpool looked really slow in defense at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Becker came up totally huge agree. and makes the nice Big diving save. save. Yeah. But then in the fifth minute, part two, I did throw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> And City just, after that nice save, Liverpool was really sloppy, fouled City. Uh, City got the ball off to Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne got a shot off, had a huge deflection, and it ends up in the back of the net. And I, I love Liverpool so much, but this is one of those games where it's the fifth minute and you've let up a goal, you're away. Uh-huh. Uh, they're really pumped up. And it, it just, it was terrifying. That said, <laughs> Liverpool had not had any go at City at that point in time. So I knew 
we I had to wait till then until I could completely get emotional about it. So yeah. yeah. You definitely had a home field advantage here from City. They came out ready to go. And Liverpool, I'm surprised at how was sort bad. of lazy they almost looked. Like just they, mentally they not were. there. Um and yeah. I the point I wanted to make about that free kick was that's why you play a free kick fast is because the other team is going to be yelling at the ref. The other team is going to be trying to set things up. And the way that Liverpool started, the other team isn't going to be set up because they just were doing that mental shutoff thing. And I, it really surprised me. I thought they would be rearing to go ready for this one. Yeah, I, I expected more out of them and to let up a goal like that. Just, yeah. Just shocking. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, 13th minute, Absolute sick team goal here from Liverpool. Yeah, fortunately, Liverpool. your your team's yeah, really yeah. good. <laughs> They're really good. And this is what I was saying, too, is that, you know, we really hadn't seen how the offense was going to show up today. But this obviously calmed the nerves. Like, they were going to be there. They are going to create chances. Uh, the ball just was all over the place mm-hmm. from the left to the right side of the pitch, back and forth. Um, and at the, end of the, at the end of the play, Trent Alexander-Arnold, gets it towards the touchline of um, the city goal. He pulls it back and just kind of lays it up on a platter for Jota. Great awareness from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Crazy Huge awareness. goal. Game on. Yeah. yeah. To have the wherewithal to just kind of softly lay that back into your your goal scorer's path, like that is really amazing. So, so far we have a really nice quality goal from Liverpool and a quasi-lucky situational deflection Kevin De Bruyne goal. Just yeah. if people are keeping track. Yeah. So mm. City had a lot of clean looks and they they did a really good job at creating space. Uh, just Liverpool's defense though being awful really stuck out. And I was going to mm. say this hot take to the end of the segment, but I'm going to throw it in there now because <laughs> I after this game, just knowing the result and, and where it goes, um, I felt like I'm feeling pretty good as a Liverpool fan because we actually created quality goals. Like, and, and it's a testament to City too. Like, if you mess up once against them, they're going to score. But yeah. Liverpool proved to be like the better creators, and City just put away mistakes. So if Liverpool are able to kind of reel it in, like, and focus for the rest of the campaign, they'll be fine. They'll get out of really tricky situations against less quality teams. Feeling pretty good. Where City like really is only benefiting from mistakes. And yes, that's going to happen against their opponents and they're going to win most of the games the rest of the season. But maybe some of those bigger games towards the end of their their season where they're facing teams that really need a win to avoid relegation or just want to stick it to City might come and bite them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm that's the juice I'm drinking right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but I don't know. It's gonna be a really fun finish. Uh oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. So in the 37th minute, uh, we made Pep look like a genius, even though, again, it was really <laughs> us that sucked and not so much like Pep looking great. Uh, he started Gabriel Jesus for the first time in quite some time. Um, and people were like, obviously, this has got to be a tactical genius at work. Like, and, and, and of course, <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold just stops and and lets him run away free and pound at home past Allison. So of course he looks great, but really Liverpool just looked like crap. I know they were capable of a comeback, but again, this is a terrible goal to let up before the half and, and not level it before the half. 
just takes the air out of your lungs. I'm going to talk about two geniuses just because I want to. Uh, so Gabby Jesus makes a genius run here. So this is a recycled, I think it was a corner kick. And so Liverpool are moving out and trying to get out of their own box. Jesus was like three steps behind Trent Alexander-Arnold, knowing that he wouldn't be offside, basically. He made sure Mm -hmm. that he was like three steps onside, waited for a pass. There was total eye contact, like, yep, I'm going. And so he was onside because he was thinking way ahead. He was thinking even a play ahead um, from from the corner kick. And then his run from the opposite side is blindside to Trent, so he's not paying attention. One, he clearly wasn't. And then two, wasn't looking at him, so it was something that he was going to miss. And then it's a perfectly timed, uh, just really intelligent run from Jesus, who puts it away. Beautiful goal for him. Now, going to the pep geniusness of this all. Mm-hmm. So, to change from his typical 4-3-3, he changed his midfield to invert that, almost to mirror what Liverpool were doing. He put his two pivot midfielders in front of their the Liverpool's dual eights where they're just going to pile pressure on you, pressure on you, pressure on you. And then they, Man City did a lot of long diagonals to their wingers and then Jao Cancelo. And they played a little bit asymmetrical, Jao Cancelo being a little bit further up the field, Kyle Walker being far back because he's a sprinter and can chase anyone down. It's totally crazy to watch. Um, So this was absolutely a change just to play against Liverpool because you know that their press is coming at you. Here's two outlets in your own half. And then Kevin De Bruyne sat just behind Fabinho and just let Fabinho do his pressing things. If KDB ever got that ball in the hole. He was just turning and going at a very vulnerable Liverpool team. Yeah, so just a couple geniuses doing their thing. He abs- he started Gabby Jesus on the wing on purpose because he knew the goal wasn't necessarily going to come from a nine position against Liverpool. Virgil van Dijk's just going to stop you. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. So you have to go around them. And they did for those two goals. Yeah, I was going to say the most noticeable part, especially from the beginning, is how quickly they took Liverpool's midfield out of the game. And mm-hmm. that was terrifying because right yeah. away it was like, <laughs> you're thinking, oh, Tiago and Henderson are going to make this like into like a, a crazy game. And, and the midfield is going to be where we make the impact. And then five minutes into the game, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, we're not like, using this that. Is not <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> it, was, it was stunning, but really cool that they did that. Uh, fortunately for Liverpool, right out of the second half, um, Sadio, um, sorry, Sadio Mane was able to score a goal off an amazing pass from Salah, threads the yeah. needle through the middle, uh, and it was a really classy finish from Mane under a lot of pressure, um, able to tie it up. You know, again, game back on. Unfortunately, you know, in a game where it's tit for tat like this. Sometimes you don't see an extra goal and teams kind of wrap up and get a little tired. Um, Liverpool did make quite a few subs and, and so did city, but it just, uh, you know, ended up two, two draw. And I have to say, I love the electric high five between Klopp and Pep and, <laughs> at the whistle too. They, they had a lot of fun <laughs> coaching and sometimes they get pretty heated and, and 
Mm-hmm. Maybe just a nice cordial handshake at the end, but they're like, "That was awesome. That was a great game yeah. of soccer. <laughs> it really was. It was really game. cool to see." <laughs> Two really high quality outfits. I think yeah. that, I think that being home really helped City. It did, and then Which I, I was pretty shocked about too. I'll say because I, I, I don't think I don't really care for City and their fan base all that much, and I think sometimes they get crapped on like by all opposing teams that are in the top, like half of the table besides them, but they really did show up. And it was, I mean, obviously that first goal early on is huge, but, Mm -hmm. but they did have quite a great home field presence. Soccer IQ. That is what Pep Mm. teaches, preaches and man city have high soccer IQ all over the field. Uh, I do want to bring up the Ederson weirdness though oh yeah yeah he's uh, he's a field player playing goalkeeper he just has no concept of this is not how a goalkeeper is supposed to play (laughs) he has no concept of he's like yeah i'm just gonna do this thing on my own goal line in between my posts and it'll be fine (laughs) jota was a couple steps away from a liverpool win there (laughs) ice in ederson's veins man all right so aftermath brady stat time I'll do, yeah, a quick stat here. Man City created 1.11 expected goals. Liverpool had 0.79. So there was a gap there. Man City did create more opportunities, did have more shots. Uh, Alisson was great, was large, made great saves. Uh, But this was truly a wonderful game. Watch the highlights. It was was really fun. It does leave City in the driver's seat, however. Mm -hmm. Liverpool did not take them over. If they slip once. Yeah. That's the feeling I'm taking away from this. If they mess up one time, Liverpool will take the lead. Mm-hmm. And it's that simple. These two teams are neck and neck. I think uh, Liverpool do have the more challenging uh, stretch of games to finish it out. But there are some smaller clubs that are looking to stay up that will face City too. Yeah. So you never know. It does feel... Like if one team slips, the other one's taking it. Yeah. It just it feels like must wins every game going forward. And then not not just to mention that, but this whole month for like Liverpool and City face each other this weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. So like they've got that to deal with that with City has been getting a lot of heat, just like PSG does for never winning the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So maybe that will seep into their heads as it gets closer to the end of the season. Yes, I know they're we very professional hope. and they've got great soccer <laughs> IQ, but you know they're humans. <laughs> yeah, they are. Absolutely. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh, come on! It's our word. <laughs> uh, interesting. You said it, Dave. It's going to be a fascinating finish in the English Premier League. Speaking of which, let's do our around the horn, Brady. Starting with you, Tottenham. How about Spurs them Spurs? Yeah. In fourth place. Let's wow. go. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good turnaround. Uh, Arsenal lost to Brighton. Thank you, Brighton. Uh, now Spurs have to beat them next. Okay, let's do it. Uh, it should be done. We beat up Villa four to nothing, but easily could have lost this game four to one. <laughs> the first half was all Villa. Totally like just batting down the hatches. Uh, Loris was amazing, stood on his head. And then in the second half, it's all about game states. 
if you play Spurs 1-0 down, Spurs will beat you up. That front three is really good right now, really confident, and have no problem facing a back four on their own. If a team is sitting in, I see them having a little bit more issues creating chances. I think Brighton is exactly that. Brighton, I think, know who they are and will make it quite difficult for Spurs. I'm a little nervous. And it feels, I mean, we're going in down the closing stretch. It feels like every game's a must win. Mm, it is. Well said. Chelsea, we're going to keep pretty short. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, not feeling great about them. <laughs> and this is not the time to lose steam. They lost their Champions League match to Real Madrid this past Ooh. Wednesday, three to one. Not good. Got Play tomorrow, the 12th at 2 p.m. Uh, on the road. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what to think of, of the team overall at this point, honestly. They're losing matches, uh, not Real Madrid, um, but losing to Brentford two weeks ago was a really bad look, especially the way they lost. Um, they thumped Southampton 6-0 to zero yeah. on Saturday, but you are supposed to do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really losing confidence in the team. And it's kind of like, you, you never know which team is going to show up at this point. So I, and I, there's obviously a lot going on off the pitch for them as well. Um, but I'm kind of, I don't know, they're floundering. I, I wanted to say that I was watching that game while I was doing some housework and that was a statement game, though. Even though Southampton isn't like a super high quality team, they're middle of the good. table mm-hmm. and they they kicked their their butts. Like, it, and I think that was them saying, like, "Hey, we're still in this. Like, we're still a relevant team." So hopefully, they come take that energy and bring it to Real Madrid tomorrow. I hope you're they right. They need it. They need yeah. it. They really need it. Yeah. All right, Dave. Back to you for Liverpool. Even more news. Yeah. Like I said, the big month continues. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have taken care of Benfica. We're up three to one, second legs at Anfield. Uh, FA Cup semifinal against Man City Saturday, this Saturday, the 16th mm-hmm. at 9.30 a.m. Games on neutral ground at Wembley. So now you take two, two, two draws this season, one home, one away, and now you go to a neutral venue, which, you know, you think maybe they'll draw again, but I'm thinking somebody's got to come out of here you know, with before penalties. I'm I'm hoping. I hope it doesn't go to penalties. Yeah, um, be a long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think both teams would be pretty upset, and they have other things to accomplish this year. So <laughs> let's get it done in regulation. Uh, and then I just wanted to mention uh, before we do the next recording too that because I won't mention it on that one, but mm. they do play Man U on Tuesday of next week. April 19th at 2 p.m. Again, this is probably one of the bigger matches that Liverpool has left. You have to get their arrival who just wants to spoil your chance at competing. It's going to be a big game, and hopefully Liverpool will take care of business. I want to touch on a few more things for the Premier League because there were some funny things that happened and some also like questionably funny things that happened, starting with Man U versus Everton. Uh, one time I'm actually infuriated that Manu lost ever. <laughs> I, I could not believe that they dropped this game. <laughs> they are so much better than Everton. And while that is funny, 
it's way funnier if Everton get relegated. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're ruining the joke just to make me <laughs> mad. Uh, another, and on top of it all, not only did Everton win, but Burnley ended up losing to Norwich, the worst team in the Premier League. It just became more and more upsetting throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, one positive that I was going to take away from it, actually, I have two. Leeds ends up taking care of business against Watford yep, 3-0, making that really nice cushion from the bottom three. And then I just have to say, guys, the table's looking pretty good for the Windy City Wingers here, 2-3-4. Uh-huh. Too bad. Pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looking ahead to next week's game of the week, we will be covering the Scottish Cup semi-final. Celtic versus Rangers. Yeah. Sunday, April 17th at 8 a.m. We've talked about doing games from the Scottish League before. They are ungodly early for us over here <laughs> in the United States. And 8 a.m. is, I mean, it, it's fine. I'm up at that time anyway. Yeah. I'm really excited to sit down and actually watch this one. Yeah. Yeah. The game's on ESPN+. Plus. It's one and two in the premiership. It's the mm. old firm, which we can talk about a little bit more next week. But it, it's a huge matchup. Wanted to do this for a while, and I think it's going to be fun to do it for a semi cup or semi final of a league cup. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never watched a Scottish Premiership match before, but I'm picturing it as a rambunctious, high energy dudes just like punching each other in the face. Is that is that Scottish football or no? Gotta go that extreme, but this is like the uh, it's like the day and night matchup, you know. Like, this is supposed to be polar opposites coming against each other to face off, you know, Mm. religion, classes, and society, like all that, all that off the field stuff epitomized in a soccer match, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Yep, that's a great summary. There's, I can guarantee, argy bargy, there will be pushing. And there may be a punch thrown. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. I also would love it to be a high-scoring game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go 3-2 to Celtic over the Rangers. I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers. I think um, they might concede the Scottish Premiership, but they're going to try and pull this off. So believe... To, that they are still alive in the Europa League at this point in time. So I think that they might just focus on cup play this year. I think it's going to be one nothing Rangers. Unfortunately, I do not think it's going to be a goal fest. Let's put yeah. it that way. Come on. I'm getting up at 8 a.m. <laughs> Give me goals. It'll be exciting. That I can guarantee you. Love it. Other games happening this week. Brady. Yeah, we have Leverkusen Leipzig in the Bundesliga. That's third and fourth place, separated by one point. Tyler Adams, hopefully he will play in this one. That'd be fun to see. Uh, We also have PSG versus Marseille. It's one versus two, but there's a 12-point gap, so it's not necessarily this big a thing, but it'll be a fun game to watch. 
Yeah, there's also um, a two verse three in Portugal. Benfica is playing Sporting, and that's on April seventeenth, which is this Sunday at two thirty. It's a derby match as well. Yeah, uh, we weren't able to find out uh, which it wasn't on ESPN Plus, so we weren't gonna get into it. Yeah, but, yeah, not too much. Hmm. I actually have another interesting game, big game. The FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. The winner of this game will either play Liverpool or Man City in the FA Cup actual final. So, Chelsea, come on, man. Do it. Do it, boys. Let's go Blues. Feels good to be back. Got to say. Good episode. Lots happening. Lots more to come. Closing thoughts. Actually, before I pass it over to you two, I have a closing thought, which is one of our very loyal listeners, Julie, is starting a six-month-long hike tomorrow, Mm. April 12th. So she will not hear this until Thursday morning when we come out, but she let us know she's going to be listening to us the whole entire way. Julie, very best of luck to you. You're insane. But yeah. uh, you're going to have really an cool. awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And also it does. terrifying. <laughs> is that just in the States? Or, uh, yes. Julie Hedden? Yes, it is just in the States. Um, I'm really mad at myself because I can't remember the exact name of the trail that she's going on. But the, like, the triple crown of hiking in the United States is three massive intercontinental trails that Very cool. like each one takes five to six months to do so all right we had a goodbye party for her at work and i had so many questions it sounds like an amazing experience but also i just walk walk every single day for five months and uh that's a lot <laughs> so well <laughs> cheers julie and thank you for listening absolutely yes. all right any other closing thoughts before we wrap it up I hope Bayern Munich are out of the Champions League. <laughs> you, you, I was going to leave it alone, but freaking, I'm watching Juan Foyt and Expert just keep Alfonso Davies and Serge Gnabry in his pocket. And I'm like, what is happening? Lo Celso's amazing. It's just a team yeah. of experts and they're beating up on Bayern. Who, get them at home next. It'll be fine. Bayern will be fine. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> We'll find out. You'll hear about it next week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Feel free to send us an email, windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Questions, feedback, things you want to hear about on the podcast. Brady, if our listeners want to reach out to you directly, where can they do that? Follow me on Twitter at stat underscore bro. And then follow me on Instagram at BradTheBard13. I just put out some YouTube videos, some Brad the Bard music. Um, so please check them out. Like, subscribe, do all the things uh, as you would for the Windy City Wingers. Like, subscribe, rate, do all the things. <laughs> Excellent. And Dave, where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, it can be fun on Twitter and Instagram at WindyCity underscore Dave. Love it. Thank you, boys. As always, thank you to our lovely listeners. We will catch you all next week. Bye.